Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. It was the Chiefs' defense that won the day over Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Who has the most gain this week in the NFL? Regardless, there is plenty of overall drama on tap in this week's slate of NFL games. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It was already the game of the week coming in, and judging by the week two slate, will probably be the game of the week. (laughs) The rest of the weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs take down the LA Chargers 27-24 in a come-from-behind effort at Arrowhead Stadium. Joining me now, Ryan Tracy from Locked on Chiefs. And Ryan, this was a game in which the Chargers got out to an impressive start. The Chiefs looked a little disjointed, and then they were able to fight and scratch and claw their way back. How are they able to do it? You know, they've been here before. It it looked like it was a repeat again. Mike Williams, the ghost of, and everybody else that comes with them was certainly haunting them early. It was a little slow to come around to some changes that they needed to make on defense, but they gutted through on offense. And despite having what I think is a really tenacious and underrated secondary in Los Angeles, the Chiefs had to keep pushing through. They got some good run as well. They dealt with Bosa and Mac enough to make sure that Patrick wasn't on his back. Uh, he did have a couple of throws that w- they'd like to have back. We have to admit that. Um, big stink with PFF this week about just how many of those go into a grade. <laughs> this will certainly be another blow up, but in the end, it's about perseverance. And when you're with a divisional rival like that, in a division that's been come gumming for you all offseason, I think they're just happy to get out with a win. And it was Jalen Watson who had the pick six, the 99-yard pick six. And these are plays that you can't count on necessarily. But when you have a quarterback who is making approximately a trillion dollars and, and the, the numbers year to year, of course, you know, Chiefs fans are going to mad at me. They're, they're actually not that high. And for most of the contract, he's going to be pretty reasonably paid. But you have to rely on rookies, on cheap veteran free agents. And so Jalen Watson, who is a seventh round pick getting the decisive pick six in this game. These are the kinds of players who are going to have to make plays for the chiefs all year for them to go and make a super bowl run. Very much so. In fact, uh, I, I think we were in the, the yawn stage of our draft coverage together when Jalen was selected, <laughs> but I was pretty yes. happy about it. Rob Rang and I were pretty much the only two analysts in the country that had him as a draftable grade. And he's even now performing what I expected for him. They have to have that. They have to have it from George Karloftis, who I think showed what he's capable of. He still has upside and ceiling here. Uh, they also have a huge contribution that we've just kind of brushed to the side with a guy who should be an all-pro in Creed Humphrey from last year's rookie class. Trey Smith gutted out an ankle injury today from last year's class. They're going to have a lot of not just rookies, but second-year players that have to contribute this season. This was a game, I think, where if you're the Chiefs, you're going, okay, They can beat the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins and and a Cardinals team that is potentially just in full-on disarray. But if you can beat the Chargers, a team that loaded for bear, that explicitly said, we want to beat the Chiefs, that Justin Herbert is the trendy MVP pick, you know you have to score points to beat this team, and you're able to do it in a situation like this, albeit on a short week. 
What do you think it says about this team as a potential Super Bowl team this season? I think it says a lot. And there's a lot of people in San Diego. And yes, I mean, San Diego, when you Los Angelinos start supporting the charters, I'll mention you too, but they're going, Hey, we didn't have Keenan Allen. We're not hundred percent. There's still a matchup to go. You're not the Super Bowl team. Well, it's a step in the right direction. When you lead the AFC West and an AFC West that's built for bear, you have to feel good about yourself. And I don't think it's over. It's a step in the right direction. Stay up to date all season on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Chiefs podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, can the Saints take down Tom Brady and the Bucks? Well, you know, again. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. There are a couple teams that Bet Online isn't ready to believe in their week one performance just yet. The first, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bet Online has them as two point home dogs to the New England Patriots. The Seattle Seahawks are also getting zero respect on the road. The Roddy Dangerfield team, maybe. Bet Online has the San Francisco 49ers as eight and a half point favorites over the Seahawks. And the Chicago Bears are massive dogs on the road against the Green Bay Packers. Bet Online likes the pack by 10. I like them by more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Phoenix Suns Vice Chairman and Minority Owner John Najafi, the team's second largest stakeholder, called for Majority Owner Robert Sarver's resignation in an open letter to team employees released on Thursday night, saying there should be zero tolerance for lewd, misogynistic, and racist conduct in any workplace. Sarver was banned from the NBA for one year and fined $10 million after the NBA released its findings from a 10-month independent investigation into allegations of workplace abuse during Sarver's tenure as managing partner of the Suns that has spanned nearly two decades. Seattle Seahawks safety Jamal Adams is expected to miss the remainder of the NFL season after suffering an injury to his quadricep in the team's opener, a source confirmed to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. The Seahawks placed Adam on injured reserve on Thursday and signed defensive back Tease Tabor of the Atlanta Falcons practice squad to take his place on their 53-man roster. Any chance of a bounce back from a disappointing 2021 season ended in the second quarter of Seattle's 17-16 victory over the Denver Broncos on Monday night when Adams was carted off the field after he was hurt while blitzing former teammate Russell Wilson. Sandy Alderson will step down as president of the New York Mets when the team finds his replacement. The 74-year-old Alderson will move to a new role as special advisor to owner Stephen Alex Cohen and the senior leadership team. The first place Mets announced the plans Thursday evening before hosting the Pittsburgh Pirates on Roberto Clemente Day in Major League Baseball. Alderson was the Mets general manager from 2010 to 2018. He returned to the club as president when Cohen bought the team in November 2020 and assumed general manager responsibilities running baseball operations once again for a while before Billy Epler was hired as GM last offseason. The Tampa Bay Rays sorted an unprecedented nine Latin American players in their lineup Thursday on Roberto Clemente Day, going on to rout the Toronto Blue Jays 11 to nothing. 
The Rays' nine starters are from five different countries, Colombia, Cuba, Mexico, Venezuela, and the Dominican Republic. All nine Rays starters, as well as base coaches Chris Prieto and Rodney Linares, wore number 21 to honor Clemente, a legend in the history of baseball. Of course, Roberto Clemente was a Hall of Fame outfielder from Puerto Rico. He was a two-time World Series winner and a National League MVP who played 18 seasons with Pittsburgh. Clemente died in a plane crash when the cargo plane he was traveling in to take relief supplies to Nicaragua crashed off the coast of Puerto Rico. Here is another story you need to know. The Chargers and the Chiefs delivered on Thursday, but there's plenty more action to come in week two. So joining me are NFL insider Isaiah Stambeck, who also happens to be, by the way, a Super Bowl champion. And Isaiah, when we look at this week two slate, I have to be honest, not quite as good as week one and, and certainly not as good as some of the other weeks we have upcoming here on the slate. But there are still some good games to talk about. A couple of undefeated teams, a couple of 1-0 teams in the AFC, the Dolphins and the Ravens. This was a game last year where the Dolphins Glitched Lamar Jackson into absolute submission. <laughs> what are you looking for this time around? Well, it's going to be very interesting because you're thinking about a uh, Lamar Jackson over there in Baltimore that is, is trying to put these contract talks to, to rest. Um, mm -hmm. is trying to prove to himself and the rest of the league that he is worthy of a big boy payday. There's rumors out there that he wants a Deshaun Watson esh type contract. So he is doing his best to make sure that he has that campaign this year that's necessary to go ahead and retrieve that. But then on the other hand, you're looking at a Miami Dolphins team that is totally renewed. These guys are revamped. They're the fastest team in the league, hands down. You got Mostert in the back. You got you got Waddle. You got Tyreek Hill. I mean, you have a whole onslaught of new guys. Coach McDaniels is down there as well, bringing this new system. And then you have a, a Tua that seemingly is now playing with a with an arsenal of weapons that he can get the ball to without having to necessarily always push it down the field. Uh, this is very two very, very dangerous teams, uh, one very established quarterback and one quarterback that's trying to prove his worth. Yeah, two quarterbacks who are both trying to say, hey, look at me. I can do this. Give me the chance. And in, in, the, in the case of Tua, it is let me be the quarterback moving forward. In the case of Lamar Jackson, it is pay me my money. Different situations, but uh, certainly uh, some, some similarities there. Another fun one in the NFC South, the Saints and the Buccaneers square off and the Buccaneers have owned this matchup in the Tom Brady era. Is two years enough to be an era? I don't know. Let's go with it. It's an era in Tampa Bay. What are you seeing in this game in, in what is a potential Jameis Winston revenge spot? Yeah, and I think this is this is very much so primed to be an upset type game for for James Winston. Um, he's down there, obviously, with a with a now revamped uh, New Orleans Saints. You think about the new head coach that's down there and a defensive minded coach. But mm -hmm. then again, you have guys that are back. You know, you got Michael Thomas that's back. You got Jarvis Landry that's now in the fold, who seemingly just came out of nowhere with 114 yards receiving last week and two touchdowns. Like, who is this cat? I mean, this dude came out and balled out. So these guys have an arsenal of weapons. James Winston is healthy. We know that he's a gunslinger. Um, and those guys are not short of talent. But then on the flip side, you look at a Tampa Bay Bucks team that just came out of a, a very a good win against the Dallas Cowboys. But they're looking to capitalize on some opportunities that they missed out on as they settled for a lot of field goals last week. Uh, they are going to be without Godwin. He seemingly had tweaked his hamstring. So that's one less guy that they had last week. Uh, but, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette did a great job last week as well with the run game. So you know, Tom Brady veteran versus Jameis Winston with a loaded, uh, loaded arsenal of weapons should be interesting. 
And then on Monday night, we get the Monday night double dip. We have two teams trying to say, hey, we're here too. You need to reckon with us in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles, each teams with eh, some quarterback questions about how far their guys can take them. What are you looking for in this one? In a battle of two teams who are trying to push their way into the conference contender category. I think this is really going to turn into a defensive game. You just mm. mentioned the quarterbacks. Obviously, you have Kirk Cousins as, as Mr. Consistency. Somehow, some way, he just finds a way to win ball games quietly uh, while everybody else looks past him. And then you obviously uh, you have the young guy Hurts, who continues that uh, he's in a in a in a prove it year. He's a, he's in a must win win uh, year, of course, with all the weapons that they added in terms of AJ Brown and and and, and Char- Chauncey Gardner Johnson on the other side of the ball. These guys are loaded up defensively and they're giving him every opportunity to go out there and get victories um they they went ham last week with aj brown 10 receptions 135 yards i mean they did not they did not try to work him into the system they came out there and let the rest of the league know and put everybody on notice that this is our guy this is our weapon um and then you go back again over to the to the vikings you know you had uh, Justin Jefferson, who is one of the, the young talents in this league that just continues to just prove sure. why he is that guy and why he's going to demand a, a humongous paycheck when it comes time to re-up. He had 11 targets, nine receptions, 184 yards and two touchdowns. He made Adam Thielen just seem like second fiddle, but you know that you have to still be aware and conscious of him. Oh, and by the way, they have another guy in the backfield named Dalvin Cook, who just happened to have 20 carries and 90 yards. So these guys know what they're doing. They're consistent. The guys that are in place making plays for them have been in this system. They know each other. Um, and it's just going to come down to which defense doesn't allow these guys, doesn't allow each other to really establish a ground game. Um, and, is, and who's going to make the first mistake? Stay up to date on all the NFL action this season by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and, of course, the Locked On NFL podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, there are a few more games to keep your eye on for week two of the NFL season. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today. They have announced 22 new features in the app that... I already use to play fantasy football and you probably already use to play fantasy football. And if you don't already use it, why do you not? It is so intuitive. It's so fun. Plus now they have things like their over-unders game integrated into fantasy. The thing about the over-under game is it's so easy. You choose two or more players that you like and you pick their over or their under. It couldn't be simpler And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Come on. It is that easy. You're not going to get that kind of payout anywhere else. Plus, the built-in group chat function lets you let your friends know about how your picks are doing, especially if they're good. On your mobile phone, join our listener group at sleeper.com slash locked on today. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Think about that. You put in money, they give you money for doing nothing other than putting in the promo code locked on today at sleeper.com and you'll get a hundred dollar match on that first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The Arizona Cardinals and Las Vegas Raiders do battle in the desert and the Cardinals must focus on the offensive side of the ball if they want to win. Alex Clancy from Locked on Cardinals explains. The Arizona Cardinals need to implement an offensive game plan that works. 
if they want to win on Sunday in Las Vegas. I'm Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Arizona Cardinals. In week one, the Arizona Cardinals offense failed the defense. This offseason, the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime made it obvious that they were going to load up on offensive firepower in an effort to make the Arizona Cardinals offense the strength of this team. That left the defense kind of looking around like, well, what about us? And we saw them get exposed on Sunday against Kansas City. Could have been Patrick Mahomes, could have been Rust, could have been Vance Joseph trying to figure out how to utilize his new personnel. Regardless, come Sunday, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray need to put together a game plan to put up a lot of points because there should be a lot of points scored. And if the Cardinals don't score early like they didn't do in Kansas City, we could see a repeat performance in week two that we saw in week one. Here's hoping to that not happening on Sunday in Vegas. For more Arizona Cardinals news and this weekend's big matchup, be sure to check out Locked On Cardinals podcast every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Elsewhere, the Dallas Cowboys will face the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals without Dak Prescott. If there's any hope for the Cowboys, it's in their defense. Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys defense needs to play out of their minds if they want to beat the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday. Hi, I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And after losing Dak Prescott for what appears to be at least a month, if not two, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be without their leader and quarterback uh, for these next few games. And especially against a team that played in the Super Bowl last year, they are going to need their defense to play incredible in order to give the opportunity for Cooper Rush and the rest of the offense to get anything on the board. After struggling last week to do anything, even with Dak on the field, this is going to be a real test to see how the Cowboys offense can bounce back from you know what was maybe the worst <laughs> Cowboys performance in a very long while on the good side of that is that we did see Micah Parsons and this defense play well at times Parsons with two key sacks and he's going to need to do more of that this weekend against Joe Burrow if they want to have any opportunity to win this game for more on your Dallas Cowboys in this weekend's big matchup make sure you check out the Locked On Cowboys podcast every Monday through Friday free and available wherever you get your podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day Michael Parsons, you're up. And if the Tennessee Titans want to stun the Buffalo Bills, the formula is simple. Say it with me. Derek Henry. If the Tennessee Titans want to beat the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football, they must get back to their identity. My name's Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. The Tennessee Titans have a tough challenge ahead of them with the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. If the Titans want to rebound from an embarrassing loss to the New York Giants in Week 1, they must do it on the back of Derrick Henry. The offense must be centered around the King. Derrick Henry must get back to form, look like his old self, not only to allow the Titans' offense to have more success, but to keep the high-powered Buffalo Bills offense off the field. It sounds cliche, but if the Titans want to win on Monday Night Football, they got to play old-school Tennessee Titans football. For more analysis, make sure you check out the Locked On Titans podcast, free and available on all platforms, Monday through Friday, your team, every day. And finally, this past weekend, Indianapolis Colts quarterback Matt Ryan became only the eighth QB in NFL history to reach 60,000 passing yards. That's not the story. It's a good story, but it's not 
this story. The ball with which he completed that milestone pass is now on display in Canton. The number displayed on the ball is 283. This is not a joke. As in 2823. I kid you not. This is one of the ultimate ball don't lie moments. Matt Ryan, I'm so sorry. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, who ruled week two of the NFL season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.